Hello and welcome everyone to Gunpowder Trees and No Plots. I am your DM and host, as always, Adam Cookson, and I am joined with my three usual players, Matt Dennis, Flo Dennis, and James Bunkle. Say hello to the internet. Hello, internet. Yo, yo, yo. Hello. <laughs> they so will... happy. Yeah, you're all full of life today. That's what I want to see. <laughs> for now, anyway. Yeah, for now. Yeah. <laughs> so... They will be reprising their roles as their current characters, Tommy the Gunslinger, Sophia the Monster Hunter, and Rogar the Paladin Sorcerer. Mm, yeah, until we die. Until you die. For now. Again, for now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if our listeners have been keeping up, the last episode y'all actually listened to was just us chatting random crap. But this episode, we're returning to the campaign, which left off in a interesting situation. You guys had gone to the second level of the research base. You'd started to make your way towards the main power battery, and you were assailed kind of from all sides, from robots that seemed to be completely losing their minds, and giant cubes of doom. <laughs> Goddamn gelatinous cubes. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Before all that went down, you defeated a giant spider tank that seemed to let out some reddish aura that flew up into the ceiling, and where we left off right now, considering where he left combat, Rogar is currently staring at a power battery that is covered in arcing electrical discharge and a strange red aura that seems to be bubbling up and glowing around it. Uh, guys, I'm guessing this is what we're blowing up. Rogar, make yeah. me a charisma saving throw. Oh, bollocks. But we have no charisma. <laughs> it's DC 18. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Come on, Buckle. Not 20. Come on. An 18. 18. Oh, meets it beats. Oh, Legends. <laughs> so, you get the better version of what was about to happen. Sad times. Rogo, you watch as this reddish aura begins to coalesce around the front of the power battery. It looks like these gigantic generators in this slightly more solidified room. It looks like a containment area in the middle of this uh, research base. And this face begins to form of just frenzied demonic fury. As it lashes out at your mind and starts, you hear these whispers and the world begins to shake and reform around you. You do manage to hunker down and stave it off, but you sort of have to drop to one knee. And from what the rest of you guys see is Rogar appears to be just completely not moving, at least for this uh, this moment. Oh, shit. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> uh, Rogar, what's going on, mate? He does not respond. Poke him. Are you going to get close? Oh. Um, Out of character. No, go yeah. on, go on. You, you just know what you're doing. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> metagaming, it would be make more sense to send a character with charisma forward. But I think... We don't Tommy, have one of those. Yeah, we do. Um, Tommy's going to step up to this corner and peek around. He's like, what the hell's going on? You, um, getting close to this now, you see these little tendrils of red energy coming out from the power core and wrapping around Rogar's head. He seems to be, like, struggling. You see his, like, face, like, is all bunched up in, like, anger and trying to, like, fight this away, but he's struggling to do anything else. It's almost like it's taking all his willpower to resist whatever's happening. Fuck. Solari, any idea what's happening to Rogar? 
Uh, Solara can try to come up and. Uh, so she'll try to possess him. Yeah, and she's not really religious. She can try to see what magic she understands around her. She'll give it an arcana. I'll let that happen. Ooh, 20. She looks at him and goes, um, I, I don't know, but I, I think you're right. This might be possession of some sort. Um, it definitely looks like there's some sort of entity in the batteries. Uh, maybe, maybe that's where the creature from before went? It's the same sort of reddish glow I remember. Ah, oh, shit. Well, it looks like this is the place we've got to try and blow up, but I don't really want to set it off when Rogar's really close. Fuck, you know. Um, any ideas, Sophia? Nothing, mate. Do you reckon if we try and drag him away? Or it might just try and latch onto one well, of us? What happens if we don't... Do you think it's because he looked at it? We could try and, like, walk backwards and talk at the same time and and try and drag him away. I'll try looking down at the floor, maybe. Yeah? And I'll try and drag him away. I don't know. I don't know, but... Have you got have, I, have you got the bomb or have I? Uh, I think I have it in my backpack. What's the plan? Is it just to ignite it and fuck off? Yeah, pretty much. I'm Can not we... sure like how Valmin set this all up and shit, but is it clear from the bomb? Out of character. In case mean, we can just we could lob it and run. You, from looking at it, when you when he gave it to you, it looks like a small keg filled with black powder. The idea being you would plant it or throw it if, and then attempt to detonate it from a distance, probably knowing Valmin knows how you work with a bullet would be the cool. easiest option. Cool. He, had no, he, he was not exactly 100% clear how far this fucking blast goes, though. No. And also, There's also um, Solara also has magic that you might be able to ignite things with as well. She has her firebolts and fireballs. I think she's out of fireballs. Yeah. Um, right, shit. Well, this thing, this thing, we have no idea how, the, how big this is going to blow. So we kind of want to be running when it does. So, past the bomb, right. I'm going to step up to Rogar. I'm going to try and drag him back. Actually, no, fuck it. I'm going to step up to Rogar, try and drag him back. You step up, lob the bomb. If we can get him back into this main room here, I'll take a pot shot. If I miss, Solara can lob a, some kind of spell at it. Cool. What do you think? Yeah? Yeah, sounds good. All right. I mean, yeah, I just, yeah, I, I think that's the best we can hope for because, like, we're not going to be able to search the rest of this place now, are we? No. Now so that it's not Rogar. Don't, don't lob it until I'm moving with him. If I'm not moving with him, then he's stuck to the spot or something, and we'll have to think of something else. All right? Yeah. Right. So, just to check, you're looking down as you're coming towards me. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking at basically the. I. I, kind, I know roughly where you are, so I'm just going to kind of run up to behind you, not looking at anywhere near this thing, and start trying to pull you back towards the main room if I can. Okay. First of all, you. what happens yeah? if? Okay, what happens if you get stuck as well? <sighs> Fuck knows. <laughs> uh, at that point, I've no idea. If it, my out of character, I would suggest either shoot at it or just blow the fucker up. Okay, I'll shoot at. Well, I can't shoot at it without looking at it. Maybe. It's a fair point, but then yeah. again, how long does it? How how far does it? This I don't know. How far do these tendrils move? Well, I mean, if I if I get stuck with Rogar as well, 
then just lob the bomb into the centre and let get Solara to blow it up. Yeah. All right. But if, if, we can tr- if we can try and get you a little bit further clear, we might not blow you up. True. It's worth a try. That's what Tommy's thinking anyway, so that's that's what he's going to do. All right. Yeah. So I'm going to sprint up to here, looking down, and try and pull Rogar back. So regardless, I'm lobbing this thing. Once you if, once you see us move, if you see us moving, then and wait. If I till, don't see you moving, wait. Then wait till we're clear. If you don't see us moving, then just lob it. All right. Um, right. So Tommy, as you run up and try to grab Rogar, you see he is like locked in position, and you start trying to pull at his armor to get him to move. Rogar, make me a another charisma saving throw. Oh bollocks! <sighs> a twenty-two. Ooh. Wow. Wow, the most charisma Rogar has ever had in his entire <laughs> Okay, with the 22, you manage to continue to hold off this thing's psychic assault on you, but it really is trying to wear you down and just rip into your mind. But Tommy, you manage to, with Rogar's help of like pushing himself off the ground a little bit, because he's like down on one knee, like hunkered down completely, you do manage to pull him back about 10 feet from where you were. You see that the reddish aura that's connected to him starts to uh, weaken a little bit, but it's not completely gone. Throw it, Sphere. I love it. You're going to throw it? Okay. Um, Make me a, I'd say, an unskilled dex. Okay. 17. Not bad. 17. With a 17, I'll say the bomb lands about there, which is just about 10 feet in front of the power batteries. Is that good enough, guys? Do you want me to go look down and try and find it again? Um, I don't know. Ten foot's fine. Well, we don't know. Balmain didn't tell us what the radius was that this thing would blow up. So you might then bl- try and blow it up and, you know, it blows everything within five feet of it and that's it. Right, okay. Are you free, Rogar? Oh, yeah. No. I will... But- Tommy wasn't affected. Let me walk down, looking at the wait, floor. Wait, 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 wait. I'm wondering if any... I'm guessing none of us would know. I just think it's worth asking if we had would have any idea of, I don't know, what blast radius this would have. Um, I'd say the only person who may have a vague idea would be Tommy if he wants to make an unskilled intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah okay. It's worth a shot than yeah, walking is. straight up there. Yeah, uh, it's a natural one. Tommy has wow. no idea. Jesus Christ! Tommy, uh, Tommy does not have any intelligence. Yeah, you really <laughs> don't pay attention when Valman tries to teach you things. <laughs> Apparently not. I mean, I'd, I'd say this thing's going to have a, a reasonable blast radius. I mean, how, it was a it was a keg, wasn't it? Yeah, it was so... a small keg. Like for you, it would well give you probably about a hundred bullets out of it. Like it's a fair yeah, bit of black powder in a small I mean, container. You... We, we, I'm, I'm going to say it's going to start. It's going to probably hit the nearest one, and then from there, a chain reaction is going to take right. out the rest. I, I would, I would reckon, and I also don't think it's a good idea to run any closer than we are already. No. Yeah, Solara is actually going to start running back towards the door a little bit to get some distance because she is still in a lot of pain. Yeah, I'm just going to, I'm just going to take a pot shot. Right? Like, can we? Can I get back first? Yeah, so you've lobbed it and you're running back. I'm still yeah. pulling at Rogar, but we've only made it this far so far. And I, I sort of, as he's kind of still hunched over, being pulled back, I'm just going to whip out one of my um, 
and my pistol because I think the um yeah, is is jammed at the moment. So we put my pistol and, and pop a shot off. Okay. Twenty six. Twenty six and eight. You seeing where Sophia throws the keg as it kind of scatters to the ground. You pull out your pistol and take a very well aimed shot, burying one of the little uh, gunpowder balls directly through the keg as it sparks and explodes just close enough to catch the uh, power generator on the right-hand side as it starts to make quite ghastly noises, almost as if something inside is screaming. Uh, Rogar, make me a charisma saving throw as this is going on. As Tommy, you watch the uh, generator starts to combust and you see uh, bits of metal go flying and arcing away. Uh, with the 23... <laughs> <laughs> How? Hmm. Like someone's cheating here. Um, (laughs) Oh uh, man! What is your actual base charisma? Is it fourteen? Yeah, but he—he's a paladin, though, so he has it um, improved. Save charisma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) He's proficient in it, so it's not—it's not too bad for him. Um, yeah, as the uh, generator starts to explode, Rogar, you watch as the tendril of like this reddish aura just disconnects from you suddenly and you are able to move again just as the um, final generators begin to explode. And you watch as the ground around you in the center begins to crack and fall away as the explosion does indeed have a chain reaction effect. Um, I will say Sophia and Solara are far enough away that they are see- able to see this coming and begin to run. I need Tommy and Rogar to make me dexterity saves. Uh, <sighs> natural one again. Today is not my day. So we I get the same as Rogar. We both <laughs> rolled sixes. Damn. Oh dear. Ooh, oh dear. Oh dear. Could be oh. a short session. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be. Okay, I've rolled some things. Um, the floor does begin to collapse around you, and both of you are taken unawares. Rogar, because you were still in this kind of like hunkered down state, fighting off its influence, you're almost taken by surprise as it disappears from your mind, and that assault lets up just as you see like the floor begin to collapse beneath you and open up into this giant yawning hole in the middle of the research base, collapsing through the floor below you and actually taking a chunk of the entire base down into the depths of the earth. Uh, both Tommy and Rogar disappear from sight, Sophia, as you watch them get just too slow to manage to jump and escape as this hole begins to open up and take everything down with it. You watch as they both disappear beneath the earth. All right, they're dead. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Tommy! So much for helping Rogar again. (laughs) (laughs) I, I shout and see if they can hear me. Is it still really loud? Oh yeah, no. This is there's our explosions going off. Metal is like bending and tearing. Stone is collapsing okay. around you. So, I guess me and Solara need to run, um, and then hope to come back and find you after. Hope you see us again one day. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. what else am I supposed to do with this? No, I would I would agree run. with you that run and save yourself at this minute in time because you can't even see us so no 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 you're gone yeah as far as you know yeah how many times has that happened as far as i know someone else is gonna is dead so i'll just leave them 
Is that Sophia's MO? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's probably dead. Oh well. Um so yeah. Uh Cookson, how far do we need to uh, I will say, if, I mean, if you're not going to do anything else here, you and Solara would be running back down the corridor and dodging debris as it's beginning to fall and collapse. Yeah, pretty much. Are you going to just attempt to get to safety? Is that your plan? Like, as yeah, far as you need to, to go? Yeah, yeah, we're not completely leaving them. Well, okay. So, as you're running... <laughs> well. <laughs> kind of are, though, aren't you? What are we <laughs> so yes the pair of you begin to flee out of the uh, top level of the research base and you watch even behind you as the stairs start to collapse and fall away the pair of you are running back down into the first floor and you can see the walls are cracking and crumbling as you begin to flee down into the level below you hear uh, a scream what the fuck was that um, is it... level below, and we've just been blown through the floor. Yeah, the floor is collapsing. Like they say, like the walls are crumbling. This is going down, so even further than the floor that you came in on. Yeah. So, am I? Are they on my floor, or do you think they're further down? By now, they're further down. You would okay. guess they fell into a yawning abyss. Okay. I fell into a yawning abyss. <laughs> I went down, 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 and these rocks really hurt. <laughs> fucked, fucked. <laughs> Yawning abyss. Um, what kind? Of, um, do I recognise the voice? Uh, do me a perception with advantage with your shield. Have I heard this scream before? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> well, is it your voice? I don't know. <laughs> That's what, yeah, no, no, that's what I mean. I'm just, just, yeah. Fifteen. That's not great. Fifteen. Uh, with the fifteen, even with all the rubble coming around you, it's not too bad. It sounds a little high pitched, a little whiny. You think maybe it sounds a little bit like Aaron, one of the three who were locked in the cells earlier. Oh, that guy. <laughs> that guy. Aaron! <laughs> um, I suggest we start running towards that noise, unless it... Yeah, we'll start running towards it. Sure. As you begin to run towards it, you actually head back towards uh, where you originally found these guys, a little bit past there. You can... As you're running through the corridors, you see lots of the uh, Watchmen robots are either alive in pieces or are wandering around almost aimlessly. Like, one of their eyes keeps flickering to red and they start, like almost going to attack you, and then they seem to stop and malfunction, and then they collapse to the ground. They're having serious issues with whatever power source and uh, influences suddenly left them, at least as far as you're aware. As uh, you run towards where the scream emanated from, you find a body on the floor that you initially do recognize as Aaron, and as it's, you guess runs out of life as it must have expired just as you arrive you watch as the form he inhabited this sort of youthful human who looked probably about 17 18 looked quite young seems to transform into this um quite tall almost to you almost alien looking creature with um 
a long, like a longish blue head. His whole body is like completely blue. He doesn't seem to be wearing any clothes. You're guessing whatever clothes the Aaron that you saw was wearing were uh, some sort of imitation, some sort of uh, either magic or physical augmentation to this creature. Remembering what the assistant director told you that these were some sort of infiltration troop. You watch as this creature reverts back to its true form. But what you do see as Aaron's face changes is that two of its, its his two eyes have been torn out. Even in its new aberration alien form, it's still missing these two eyes from the sockets. Right. I'm guessing Rugo didn't get there that quickly. No, but I'm guessing those are the eyes that were following us. Yeah, probably. That's even weirder. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's Cookson, so yeah, it's weird. Are you like still running at this point, or does she have time to like do like a nature check on this thing or anything? I'll let you do a quick, um, well, we'll say a nature check. Just out of interest. Eleven. Eleven. You're not particularly familiar with this this creature. You have heard of creatures that can take on other forms, either through magic or physical abilities. You, you guess maybe that's what this thing was, but you don't know it specifically. Okay. Um, is there? An, do I see anyone else? Uh, apart from a few malfunctioning robots, this place is beginning to collapse in its entirety. Okay, so Solara and I shift it again. So the pair of you run until you find an area that you consider safe, which is actually all the way back out of the base and in the uh, my, like a cave area near the sewers that seems okay. to be stable at the moment, where the uh, Ankeg were bursting through earlier. Okay, we stay there. Forever and ever and ever. <laughs> Just waiting for you to come back. So, as they're doing that, and they're finding dead, poor dead Aaron, and... Uh, you two are falling into the infinite abyss. Both of you take 16 points of bludgeoning damage. Ouch. As you are slammed hard against falling debris and rocks, as you are actually torn apart from each other, falling down into this uh, dark pit below the earth. Oh, nice. Yay. Could have been worse. Uh, Well, I, I guess, yeah. True. <laughs> True. Look on the bright side. Hmm. I'm not dead yet. You're not dead yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, well, let's come to Tommy first, then. Uh, you fall for what feels like a long, long time. But you seem relatively lucky as you land on a group of um, various discarded items like clothing and uh, parts of beds and structures. Basically, things that have fallen from the lab, you find... And the impact on yourself is not too bad. But I will say, I want you to make me another dexterity saving throw for the impact itself. Okay. Um, one sec. Uh, 21. Finally, over the one streak. <laughs> <sighs> okay, with a 21, you kind of tuck and roll and land into it, and you only take three more points of bludgeoning damage. Oof. Not too bad, but still, ouch. Yay, nine, nine hit points, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing okay. You're alive. Yeah, I am alive. I'm not very comfortable or very happy at the moment, but I am alive. 
Um, you don't know whether you lost consciousness at some point during the fall, because it feels like it was a long time just falling through darkness. But now you're in a quite a cramped area with lots of this debris and parts of the research base that have just fallen down around you. But it almost looks like you're in part of um, a tunnel structure. Whether this is one of the Ankeg tunnels that you saw earlier, you're not 100% certain, but you are down in the dark with, uh, say, this debris around you. But that's where you wake up and regain consciousness. Um, okay, I'm going to have a look around and see if I see if I can recognize. Does it look like a, a sewer? Does it look like a tunnel? What does it look like? Does it look man-made or has it been scratched out by a creature or hmm. something? Do me an investigation for the area. Okay. Uh, 21 again. I know Sue is me. <laughs> yeah, you do. You should do. Yeah. Uh, with a 21, no, this definitely is not a sewer. In fact, your rough guess from how fell, far you think you fell, you're way below where the sewer system of the city would be. Um, whether this was made by a creature, possibly. It looks like the rock has been scratched away. There's a lot of damage now from the fallen debris, but uh, you are, you know, not in a... Not a hundred percent certain, but maybe this is one of the Ankeg tunnels. Okay. Um we'll have a listen around and see if anything's still moving at all, if I can hear anyone, anything. Uh do me a perception then. Yeah. Uh fourteen. Fourteen? Uh with a fourteen. Let me just check something. Doesn't sound good when you have to check things. No. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, with a 14, you do hear some sounds in the distance. Uh, it almost sounds like a voice. Okay, I'm going to stealth, because I don't know if this is a friendly voice or not, um, towards where I can hear the voice. Because I'm pretty low on health right now, and I don't really want to get into a fight if it's something that wants me dead. So, yeah, to Tommy's first thought is, yeah... Um, pull the cloak around tight and see if I can creep forward slowly and quietly. Okay. I got 22 on my stealth roll. Okay, with well, a 22, you hunker down in the darkness and start uh, feeling your way forward. As, as I say, there's basically no light down here, and you being a human, not too great in the dark. But mm. with a 22, you at least find your footing okay, and you kind of stick up to the uh, edge of the tunnel and begin to crawl forward. As you do, you, you walk on for a few minutes as carefully as you can, hearing this voice in the distance grow louder. There's a, a familiarity to this voice that you're actually struggling to pick up, but it's like a scratchy metallic voice. As you turn the corner and you see that the tunnel breaks into a larger area that's more open, and there is some residual light in here from the uh, local flora and fauna that's been growing on the uh, ceilings. He gives that kind of underdarky glow to the uh, world around you. And in the center of this larger room that's opened up, and it does look, at least in part, slightly constructed, though you can still see where the tunnels are and where they're feeding into here. The f you see a floor that actually looks like it's been built, and floating slightly above the ground and heading away from you, you see an illuminated talking into what looks like a small purplish crystal in its hand, similar to the larger ones that you see above the city. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
and so so it looks like he's talking into it like a sort of microphone or something like a like 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 he's holding it in front of him yeah you see he he seems to say something and then stops and though you're not close enough to quite hear what he's saying at the moment though you i'll give you the opportunity to get closer if you wish um the action this creature seems to be taking is very similar to the action that you've seen Sophia use with the Sending Stones before. Ah. And to describe this creature for our listeners, as it's been a while since they've showed up in the podcast, it is a floating humanoid entity that is robed, and at least from the bottom half of its body and partially up its chest. The rest of it, however, is a amalgamation of what looks like decayed flesh and machinery. One arm, normally the right arm from what you've seen, ends in a long, scythe-like blade, and the left arm is a metallic claw with uh, slightly elongated fingers that seem more dexterous than you'd expect. Its face is not actually a face, as far as you can tell. It seems to be a completely closed helmet with just like these little slats slats into it that whether it's allowing it to breathe or do something else, you're not certain, because you've never seen one of these things eat or breathe or sleep or anything, but it is a otherworldly amalgamation of flesh and machine as it is uh, floating slightly off the ground and heading away from you right now. Yeah. I'm, funnily enough, not going to try and approach any closer. <laughs> um, seeing as we've seen one of these things take out a large group of um, enemies at some point recently. Well, not that recently, actually. I suppose in game, ter- in game terms, it's only like a few days, really, since I saw one of these things attack. So, um, and I saw Anseer die very quickly to it. I have nine hit points. You did Tommy, not see it. Well, I, I heard of. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you saw it. Um, no, I didn't. Well, you saw him hit the ground, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to nope the fuck out of there very, very, very quietly. Mm-hmm. So are you going to wait for it to leave because it seems to be heading away from you? Or are you going to try sneak around another way? What's your thinking? I'm Well, part of me is thinking, actually, as I've, as I've realized this isn't the way to go, I might want to retrace my steps to where I, where I kind of crash landed and see if there's a way I can climb back up almost the way I came. Um, seems like a more, seems like potentially logical solution if it's possible. Um, um, or did, or when, when I took that, or could you tell me from when I took that, um, investigation around me, whether that doesn't seem possible. It's very dark. And from what you saw, you're really uncertain. I mean, the walls look clawed into, but probably quite sheer. So even, from a cursory glance, it might be possible, but you think it'd be very difficult. Okay. Uh, in which case, yeah, as I'm still hunking in the shadows, it's moving away from me. I'm going to wait until it's some distance away, sort of almost out of earshot, really. Um, probably actually out of earshot. I'll, I can't hear it talking anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you sit and wait in the shadows for a little while. And yeah, you can hear it mumbling, but it's too far away for you to really pick up what it's saying as it begins to slowly drift its floating form away down one of the side tunnels as there are a few that seem to connect to this room and uh, eventually after waiting probably about 5-10 minutes you feel comfortable that it's gone far enough away so ignoring the tunnel it's gone down because I'm obviously not going to go down that one does it look like there's any kind of key tunnels anything any ones that are slightly larger slightly more obvious routes in or out 
this whole area looks very kind of collapsed in places. Um, are you walking into the larger room? Yeah, I'm still stealthing, but yeah, I'm walking into the larger room. Okay. Uh, do me an investigation on the larger room. Okay. See if you spot anything. Uh, 19. 19? Yeah. As you start crawling into the room, you um, staying kind of low to the ground and kind of taking your time. See as, as I say, when you get down there, you see that the floor doesn't see it does indeed seem to be man-made. Um, it's cracked and damaged and worn and honestly looks very, very old. In fact, the only place that you could say looks somewhat familiar is when you were down in the temple of the Crimson Tongue, at least in terms of the age of the area around you. I mean, Tommy's not an archaeologist or historian by any stretch of the imagination, but this is the closest comparison your mind would have in terms of what you're seeing. And with a 19, as you look on the ground, you notice that some of the tiles have engravings on them. In fact, mm. the engravings that seem to be on some of the tiles look like a number of small eyes. Okay. Is it a similar eye to the symbol of Whispering Man symbol that I've seen on Rogar's stuff? No. I mean, Rogar's only kind of barely resembles an eye, especially when you've had your... With, from your vision of the uh, from the king in yellow, you see it's actually more like tentacles breaking through a hole. So uh, okay. though it kind of appears like an eye, that seems to be a deception to a certain degree, or at least a trick of a visual drawing of it. These eyes actually look like genuine eyes. There are some of them in different shapes and different forms, but you see them scattered around the tiles, like as if someone's taken the time to um, adorn and decorate this place with them. I'll say this... You will have a bit of high DC, but do me a religion check. Okay. Tommy, famously religious. <laughs> Twelve. Twelve? Uh, you're not familiar with this symbol as it's uh, spreading out across the floor. But your vague notion is this maybe this is some sort of temple, or at least part mm. of one? I'm going to kind of use a a scrap of parchment or something and and some some kind of um i think i've got something to write with maybe not to write with maybe something i can take a rubbing with let's have a look yeah probably i've got some some like soot or black powder or something i can maybe take like a um a brass rubbing type of thing over one of the carvings of an eye so i can get the symbol sure um so i can take that with me and maybe try and find out a little bit more about where i was Mm -hmm. um in case it's useful later on um so I'll take that and I'll I'll pack that in my pack and then I guess it's going to be a case of picking a tunnel to go down. Looking from where you are, the tunnel that the Illuminated left down looks similar to the one that you just came in. It looks very um, burrowed through in terms of uh, structure. Like it probably one of the Ankeg has dug these tunnels out. There's that exit from here. To your right, there is an exit that looks like it used to be part of a door, but is now partially collapsed on one side. So it looks like a large stone arch that kind of gets to its uh, zenith and then is replaced by uh, debris. So it is still open as an exit. Hmm. Any others, or is that Those are the two that you can see from here. There are some on the ceiling above you that also appear to be Ankeg tunnels. Okay, I'm going to try, try going out the, the collapsed door, well, partially collapsed doorway route. Okay. Uh, Tommy is Sl- you... Stealthing again. Okay, roll me a stealth. Yeah. 
just in case. <laughs> Don't want to meet anything nasty coming down here. A 30, which is 30. the maximum I can wow. roll. And that, and that wow. 20. Nat 20. You uh, sink into this darkness and uh, begin to crawl your way through this uh, partially open door. And that's where we'll leave Tommy for the moment. Rogar, as you go clattering down into the darkness, I'm going to need you to make me another deck save for your impact. Okay. Uh, 15. 15. Okay. Ooh. Um, <laughs> not good. Not 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 great. Not great. Um, you take twenty points of bludgeoning damage. Jesus I am... Christ! Fuck! Twenty. Well, Rogo does not live. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're well. You're you're down to zero hit points. I guess. Yes. Yeah. You're not dead yet. Well, yeah. Just hope Tommy finds you. Well, I mean, in reality, that would be more than, what, uh, 18 seconds? So as you go clattering down into the darkness, slamming against the walls, uh, I want you to make me a death saving throw. Okay. Four, so that's a failure. Make me another. 20. 20. That is... A pass. That is a pass. (laughs) gotta be <laughs> why do you have plus one you shouldn't have plus one uh do i not get it for my ring or something hmm i don't think that should affect death saving throws but we'll i'll look that up afterwards okay i was like uh, you wrote it <laughs> it's, it's a 19 it's still gonna be a part well surely. i don't know if that's the yeah yeah it's a it's a success it's a 19 plus one i just don't know if the character sheet is picking that up properly anyway uh so that's one success one failure uh roll, okay. roll again you need either three successes or three failures Twenty-one. Yes. Stabilize. That is stabilized. As you crash to the ground with zero hits. So lucky. Yeah. (laughs) I still need to make another one to like actually survive, though, don't I? Rogar's got a gaping head wound. No. So, with your success with a natural twenty, that counts as two successes. All right. Okay. Um, which I believe, and I will just double check right now, leaves you unconscious but alive. Oh, cool. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you're not in a great position. No, well, I'm not dead. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> Let me For, just now. Uh, For now. So I'm guessing he can't tell us anything at all about where he is because he is unconscious. <sighs> well, yes. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Useful. <laughs> okay. Hmm. So a stable creature that isn't healed regains one hit point after one d four hours. Let's see how many hours you would get. You would be down. Hmm. Okay. Two hours. Well, that's Rogar unconscious for two hours. <laughs> see if Tommy finds you before you wake up. Yeah. Or before anything else finds you. True. Well, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Interesting. Sigh. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rogar, you fall through this darkness, and at some point you lose consciousness. You don't know whether you're alive or dead. As you fall further and further, you last remember the explosion and the floor collapsing around you, and then just endless darkness. 
you don't know where you are. You don't know what's happened to you. You feel a hell of a lot of pain. Like, broken bones. Probably a concussion. A little bit, little bit of internal bleeding, you know. The, the usual. It's not yeah. a day in the life of Rogar. Yeah. <laughs> um, as you slam hard against one of the walls and you lose consciousness effectively, you do start to hear a voice echoing through as you kind of teeter between life and death. Well, how unfortunate. This is not quite what I expected of you, to be so close to my realm yet again. As you hear what sounds like the voice of the Whispering Man sink into your ears as all around you, even with your eyesight, you see nothing but darkness. Um, hmm. Um, I'm not even sure how to react. Uh, you can say nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll just say nothing, see if he's actually like, I don't know, shows himself to me kind of thing, or... He exposes himself to you. <laughs> ha ha ha. <laughs> As you kind of hear this voice echo around you and sort of worm into your mind... It picks up again after you take a moment to try gather your thoughts. Yes. But I suppose death and failure can be an opportunity unto itself. Do you not think? I agree, but I'm not dead yet. You actually don't know that. Well, <laughs> you as a character, you're so, just 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 yeah, winging it I, anyway. <laughs> it's 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 more the um, maybe I don't know that, but more the bravado of saying it. Fair enough, fair enough. Yes. To which you hear back. That's maybe correct. But you are close. Teetering upon the edge of such an abyss. But have you not seen before? That death is not always an issue. In fact, sometimes things must die to be reborn. Uh, yeah, I, I know what I know what you're referring to, um, but I'm quite I'm I'm, I'm quite comfortable, as uh, you know. Uh, by that I mean quite comfortable, as in like Rogar is quite comfortable as Ro- like as himself kind of thing. You don't hear anything for a little while, as you still seem to fall through this darkness, until the voice eventually returns to you once more. A pity. Eventually you will learn to understand that death is of no consequence. Merely a phase. A transition between one point to another. For those that understand it, those who deny it or control it, it can be a far greater opportunity than you can possibly understand. What are you offering me in death? A glimpse of something greater. If Rogar had a beard, he'd be stroking it. (laughs) (laughs) You stroke your scales, I guess. Yeah, yeah. (sighs) And do I still get my vengeance? Of course. Oh, this is hard. (laughs) (laughs) That's what she said. Such leaps are, of course, not for everyone. Perhaps you are not ready just yet. 
Wait a minute. You're acting like I've got a choice in this. There's always a choice. As I say, you are on the precipice. You seem to still have a heart that beats. I'm merely offering an opportunity in a moment of need. Perhaps one you don't quite understand just yet. <laughs> Probably not. But to accept defeat that as you put may not be defeat, but to accept what feels like defeat seems wrong. And if I do die, and it's with some form of honour, then maybe then I'll feel better about taking your opportunity. More's the pity. And Rogar, you suddenly gasp. You realise you're not falling, but you do feel there is a lot of rocks and debris on top of you. Somehow, at some point, you must have crashed into the ground, and you're now covered in, like, stone and just broken shards of rock. And you're, like, laboured breathing in the darkness. Though you, With your eyesight, you're doing okay, but you are covered in blood. You are not in a great state, but as far as you're aware, you don't know how long you've been like this. As you stare up at a ceiling and start to feel your hand kind of, like, grasp out to try push some of the rock and rubble away from you. Okay. Um, well, if, I, if I'm if i moving some of the rock off me, can I uh, can I use a spell to heal myself? You can do, yep. yep. Once you kind of cool. get out of this uh, bit of debris, you can take a moment and cast a spell. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll focus on getting, like, the debris off me and even, like, sitting up at least. Um, and then I'll... Yeah, I'll use a cure wounds on myself, but I'll uh, I'll cast it. How, uh, oh. how much are you healing for? Um, well, it's not it's not it's an actual it's a roll of a dice. So, oh sorry, you, I misheard. I thought you were laying on hands. Oh no, I've used all that. That's gone. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it does say I get a stat bonus. So yeah, it'd be your uh, charisma, I think, for paladin. Christmas modifier, which is plus two, so two D eight plus two. Uh, so that's a nine plus two is eleven. Hmm. Uh, so. Position heal thyself. You get uh, eleven points back. You're doing better than me already. I was going to say, did I, did I have one from my waking up or not? Um, that's a good question. I think you do technically have one health to begin with. Yeah. Um, Yes, you weren't healed in those two hours, effectively, so uh, you gained one hit point. A whole hit point. Um, and you know what, because I, I can't really see any other, any other way out, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it again, because I can. And burn my last second level spell slot. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, so, so 12 plus 2, so another 14. Hmm. Awesome. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad. I'm going to hide behind you if I find you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do still have the orb, so I have uh, I can use that as another second level spell if I do find you. Cool. Uh, which is my plan. Um, but yeah, uh, 
since I'm kind of awake and yeah, still a bit freaked out that the whispering man wanted me to accept death. But, yeah, don't want to die in an honourable way. Need to. Yeah. F- falling through the floor is not 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 like a cool death, is it really? Well, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's not. It's not even so much that. It's kind of. If Rogar's gonna die, Rogar's gonna die in battle, fighting something cool. Yeah, you know, and I'm not, I'm not dying falling through a floor. Not, not again, anyway. Not for the third time. <laughs> 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 and plus, it has cost me both times. Um, yeah, it really will. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just intrigued what it's going to cost you this time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we talked about well, that a bit, didn't we? So yeah, I, I say, it's. To me, it's mind, body, and then soul. So, yeah, you still uh, have a soul. I mean, that's that's news to me. <laughs> Cheers! <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you eat people <laughs> just I mean, randomly because you're hungry. <laughs> someone has a soul. Yeah. Okay. Someone. <laughs> Probably not me. Hmm. Um, but nevertheless, um, yeah, I'm going to take a have a bit of a scan around and see what I can see as I'm getting to my feet type of thing. Um, yeah, as you kind of take a few moments to heal yourself up a bit and you feel like the blood kind of coagulate and like cauterize itself and your bones set themselves back a little bit, you don't feel quite as bloodied and battered as you were a moment ago. You, with your eyesight, actually do seem to notice you are in a tunnel. Very similar to the one that Tommy crashed into, but uh, somewhere else it seems. As there is no Tommy near you. Okay. Is there anything useful in the debris around me? Uh, make me an investigation. Ah, uh, seven. Ah, uh, seven. With a seven, you don't find anything. Okay. Worth a shout. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think of that. That's a good one. <laughs> so, right. So, I'm in a tunnel, so I'm guessing there's either in front of me or behind me. Uh, oh. And there's nothing else. Well, behind you, effectively, is all the rubble you landed in. So you can see right. a big pile of rubble that you were just investigating, and in front of you is where the tunnel is going. Um, and can I see anything other than tunnel? Uh, at the moment, no. Right. I will stealth my way... Stealth? Really? Towards the tunnel. Well, through <laughs> the tunnel. Well, I might as well give it a shot at rolling, is the way <laughs> yeah. I see it. If I just yeah. walk through giving people shit, an illuminator's going to come up behind me and smoke my ass. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, th- there's there's always a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Even with you. A 13. 13. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not good, but... <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's not good, but it's, it's a roll. <laughs> yeah. As you kind of clank, clank your way down the uh, tunnel... <laughs> Uh, you go, you walk for a little while actually before anything is visible to you other than just more and more tunnel. You start to come up to a uh, bend that leads actually further down, but as you're uh, with your 13 planking along, you do hear a voice head in your direction. I don't know who you are, but show yourself, you're loud enough to wake the dead. Do I recognize that voice? No. Doesn't sound like an illuminated though. No. <laughs> and he knows you're there. Yeah. Well, you may know where I am, but I don't know who you are either. You show yourself to me, weirdo. What if I could, lad? Come Sean out Connery. here into the light. Yeah, I am going. I'm going more Connery than I expected. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> moustache. Ah, oh, yes, moustache. <laughs> what do you do? Um, he can't show himself to me. That seems that seem, that seems baffling. Maybe he's um, mm. chained up. Oh, mm, good point. Could be. Yeah. So I can hear him, but I definitely can't see him. From where you are now. Um. You can see um, with your eyesight, though, the tunnel as it's going to the left and downwards does seem to emanate some actual light from down there. Okay. Um, go on, I'll, I'll, I'll slide all up and uh, just, you know, towards the light and see it and just, just stopping just before I, like, step clearly into the light to see if I can see anything. Go towards the light, Rogar. As you uh, <laughs> follow the tunnel down and round, it opens into a actually large actual room, other than not just like a burrowed hole that some creature has pulled out. Uh, this room appears mostly intact as well. It's probably about as big as a like the bedroom in your townhouse kind of is. Uh, and you see a a man, an old, slightly wizened-looking man, but not like doesn't look like he's about to keel over type uh, thing. And he is on some sort of chair and you see that his arms have been bound and his legs have been bound with these like metallic bands that are covered in little runes that still glow faintly in the dark. Uh, either side of the chair are these two torches that are bl- uh, glowing with this blue flame that doesn't seem to uh, waver. And you notice that he has a bandage around his head and two bloody spots where his eyes would have been. It's a three-eyed raven. (laughs) No-eyed raven. Yeah. Kill him! Well, as you peer around the corner and see that, that's where we're going to end the episode. Ooh. 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 Okay. (laughs) Brendan Stark, kill him! I have not seen any of Game of Thrones, so I have no idea what reference you're making. Oh, just kill him. Let's not make any, ref- any more comments about Game of Thrones, just in case any of our listeners have not seen any of the episodes recently that they want to watch. Indeed. Really? Just no spoilers. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, we're not a spoiler show. No. <laughs> uh, <sighs> it's, uh, on this not spoiler show, thank you for joining us. It was uh, Gunpowder Treason No Plots. If you want to get in touch with any of us, you can check out our uh, Twitter accounts at, at @treasonno or our player accounts, which are the player name with GTMP at the end of it. We also have a WordPress website and a Facebook group, both at Gunpowder Treason No Plot. And we hope you enjoyed tonight's episode. And I'm going to hand over to our uh, cast here to say goodbye. If you've enjoyed hearing my voice as much as I enjoy hearing my own voice, you can find me on the Lost Art of Wrestling and the Lost Art of Podcasting. You can follow them on Twitter at Lost Art Wrestling and at LAOW Podcast. Oh no, is that LAOW Podcast and at Lost Art Podcast? I got it wrong. One one or the other. (laughs) (laughs) Follow both. Follow both. Why not? (laughs) Maybe one day I'll be in the Red Scar Cafe on Red Scar Business Estate in Preston, Lancashire, the UK. And if you want to hear more from me, I'm afraid, as usual, you cannot. But again, as usual, Tommy has another word from our sponsors. Modern life can be stressful, with all that free will. Sometimes you just don't know what to do, which path to take. Wouldn't it be great if someone else could help you with those difficult decisions? We at the Church of the Whispering Man understand. And this weekend, 
we're having an open day. Pop down for a coffee and a cake and learn just what the Whispering Man can do for you from our guest speaker, Rogar. The Church of the Whispering Man is the Caring Church. Any likening of the church to, the, to a cult will result in legal action and or your face being eaten. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you have way too much time on your hands, dude. I write these on the toilet in, the, in work. That's how I do these things. Okay. At least you're getting paid for it. Exactly. Uh, Steve, does Barry Manilow know that you raided raid his wardrobe? <laughs> We watched it last night. So. <laughs> no one else will get it. It's fine. I'm sure someone yeah. will. Yeah. Twitter me if you did get that quote. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thank you for joining us, everyone, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Cheers. Bye. See ya. From the Necropodicon Podcast Network comes a horror movie review podcast called How to Survive a Horror Movie. Paul, Harley, and Don delve into horror movies where Don tries to make a connection to the movie Jumanji, Paul doesn't let Don get a word in edgewise, and Harley likes to make animal noises. Check us out every Wednesday on the Necropodicon Network. How to Survive a Horror Movie. Just when you thought it was safe to listen to podcasts again. <laughs>